There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to Me Time. Alonement's new weekly series of 10-minute mini-episodes from the archives. We'll be showcasing some of the very best wisdom from our favourite former guests, and we'll be doing so in bite-sized episodes designed for those small pockets of me time. In this clip, I chat to best-selling author Daisy Buchanan. It comes from a longer episode which first aired in May 2020. So, Daisy, as Grazia's longtime agony aunt in your Dear Daisy column, you solved many other people's problems. Do you think you've always given the same good advice to yourself? When I've been writing agony aunt replies, what I've always had in my head is I think that everybody who is writing to me really knows what they feel that they should do and what it is that they want to do. And so I always try to write my response thinking, you know, I don't think that there's anything I can say here that's necessarily, you know, obvious, or I don't think I can really give this person any new information. What I can do is give them permission to choose how they think and how they want to feel about this and to believe that what they instinctively want to do is the best thing to do. It's not always the case, but I'd say 90% of the time. And it took me a little while to realise that. Um, Now, I wish I could remember the name of this man, but I know he's famous for, I think he completed multiple triathlons in his 50s and beyond. Um, And he's American. Um, I'll have a Google. We can put it in the show notes. But he once said that someone said, you know, what's your secret? Because he was a dentist and a triathlete and did all sorts of amazing things. Anyway, he said, I talk to myself more than I listen to myself. And I love that. It's really this year that I've realised that my brain doesn't have to talk to me the way it wants to, that I can absolutely talk to myself, I can choose how I think, I can give myself really, really good advice. You know, I don't have to come to everything with a sort of terrible mental soundtrack. Um, And that's been really exciting and empowering. And I think that being an agony aunt definitely helped with that, that you know, because I really, I wanted to have the utmost respect for everybody who wrote in. And I've been learning, I think, to respect myself as well. And it's that, you know, you got this, as the memes say. So would you say you've become a agony aunt to yourself almost? Yeah, and I think that you have to be. Um, there's a podcast that I love listening to. That's maybe something that we'll come to later, 
when I think about how much I spend time on my own and how much I enjoy it, and then I think, but it's reading and listening to podcasts. Am I really on my own then? But um, Brooke uh, Castillo, who is a Texan, he has a podcast called The Life Coach School. I'm recommending it to everybody. And I'm worried that everybody thinks that I've gone to, it's going to say the dark side, but probably the light side. You know, it's very American, very positive and affirmative and can do and very practical. Um, and I think that a lot of what she talks about, I remember from having CBT. When I had CBT before, I did not get on with it. It didn't really work for me. But there's something about this that clicks. Um, and, you know, I think she's, her advice is about, in a nice way, being self-reliant. I've realized this year no one is ever going to give me the advice or feedback or praise or love that I crave. I've got to give that to myself. I think that says a lot about self-sufficiency. I love the idea that whenever you were advising people, you always knew that they had it in them and you've almost realised that you have it in yourself. I think British people especially are very, very anxious about anything that might be viewed as conceit or arrogance or big-headedness. And, you know, I realise I can feel however I want about myself. I don't need to tell anyone. I don't need to notify the world that I've decided to to think nice thoughts about who I am and the things I do but you know it's a lovely thing to have and I think that when everything is so outward I think we're in a period of sort of what we call authenticity is really giving away too much and not holding enough back sometimes and actually to have that you know quiet core of self-belief it takes a lot of work but and you know I think it's going to be a work in progress and the work of a lifetime but it's a lovely thing to be working on I love what you say about authenticity and this trend for authenticity almost meaning that we give too much of ourselves. so you've written before that your husband has nicknamed you puppy because you're high energy and excitable I love that because I have had the same nickname given to me before. I think it's maybe an extrovert thing. Uh, but do you think that? Do you, do you feel most excitable when you're around other people or by time spent alone? That has definitely, definitely shifted as I've moved from my 20s to my 30s. And I do find that when I'm with people, I really find it very, very hard to sort of to hold myself back. You know, I want to be pleased around them I want to be in a good mood for them um and you know and I think I give a lot of energy I really I think I I want to bring people up um I believe in you know you're either a drain or a radiator and I really really hope that I'm a radiator um but yeah this comes at the end of a few days of sort of a very um intense social period and I think because I do so many really fun things in my work I'm really really lucky there's a big blur between what is work and what is social and I'm often meeting new people which I love but the the older I get the more I find that um I need that time to to recharge and I was really interested to learn which I only learned really relatively recently that a true true extrovert actually gets their energy from being around people which is really really rare for me Sometimes it happens, but I do get to a pitch of just needing to to be quiet and to be by myself. 
And I think it's interesting because when I was growing up, I really felt that like it was an extrovert's world and I forced myself to become an extrovert. And me and my friend Lauren Bravo, who I think is my spiritual sister because we were raised in very similar ways, even though we didn't meet until we were in our mid-twenties, we both read a lot of old copies of the Reader's Digest because both sets of parents collected them from the 60s and 70s. And there were lots of articles by Monica Dickens about how to go to parties and, you know, saying, like, well, you know, if you go in and feel awkward, everyone else is feeling awkward, so just go and be confident and be charming and no one's looking at you and, you know, not looking people in the eye and being friendly, that's just rude. And, you know, interested people are interesting people. So that is really at my core. And, you know, I grew, I've got five younger sisters. I grew up in a, a big, busy family. You know, you can't really, you know, do a garbo and want to be alone. I do think we've gone a bit far in terms of saying, oh, no, I'm an introvert and I just want to stay at home and cancel all the time and, you know, eat biscuits in bed. A degree of that, of course, we all need that from time to time. But I do think that sometimes there are maybe, if we're not doing what we want to do we feel like we don't want to do anything you know there are issues that you really need to investigate and it might be something a bit more serious than being introverted and I do think that every so often it's good if you can face it to go no especially you know it's winter and it's dark and nobody ever wants to leave their house for anything but every so often it is good to to go out to a party and just it's building up a kind of social muscle, I think. And I think it's good to remember how to talk, how to listen, how to have conversations. I love that idea of a social muscle that you build on. And I think that perhaps when it doesn't come naturally to you, it's a good way to look at it as something you can build. Well, I think in my career as a journalist, you know, asking nosy questions you know, doesn't come naturally. Um, but as soon as I started working... I got so much better at parties because you can just pretend to be interviewing people and everyone's got something interesting. And, you know, as Maya Angelou said, people will remember the way that you made them feel. If someone comes away and like, oh, she was really interested in what I had to say. You know, I loved her. She was great. And not to say that it is about making people love you. And that's something that I really do struggle with is, and I think that, you know, there comes a point in everyone's lives where they hit this quite hard, where we all get scared about that. Are we good value? Do people want us at the party unless we bring three bottles, bottles of wine and sparkling conversation and celebrity guests? Like how, when is that, you know, just be yourself. And sometimes I think, is that really enough? And, and who is that anyway? Because I've been constructing this party person for so long. Um, but I think that with all that, you know, the life I've chosen for myself is... A really quiet one. It's just me and Dale by the sea. Um, it's complicated, but I think we're all going through it. I think that the biggest mistake any of us could make is to believe that we're the only introvert in the world and everyone else knows what they're doing and everyone's nailing it and having a fabulous time. I think we're all yeah. floundering in the dark and that's the best thing to have in your mind. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. 
The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm hmm. 